0: A visit with Brian Walton is coming up. This is scoopswithdannymack.com. We visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com every week. Lots to get into the struggles of the Major League Club, obviously, but also it's been announced the Cardinals Hall of Fame. What about robotic umps in the minor leagues? It's being used in the Cardinals minor league system. The player and pitcher of the month from thecardinalnation.com, Matthew Liberator, could he be on his way up? All these things and more coming up thanks to the Lou Fuse Automotive Studios. Lou Fuse Athletic, make sure you get your kids involved in what they have to offer, football, They've got soccer, lacrosse, all at Fuse.com. Our thanks to Lordo's Diamonds. Jimmy Lordo will take care of you. They're located in the heart of Ledoux. Right around the corner, the Ascension Charity Classic. AscensionCharityClassic.com. If you enjoy the website, please visit our sponsors, support our sponsors on scoopswithdannymack.com. Let's bring in Brian Walton from thecardinalnation.com. And Brian, let's jump right into it. The Cardinals, it has been a struggle. If you were going to put your finger on a couple of things wrong with this club, and there's probably not enough fingers on both hands to figure it out. But if you were to do that, what would you say about the Cardinals struggling? Where would you point to?
1: Well, we've talked about it a lot, Dan. I feel like I'm being repetitive, but the starting rotation has been a disappointment, um, and that's you know been a problem. Other than Jordan Montgomery, there hasn't been a lot of consistency uh, in the starting five. And Adam Wainwright's coming back this weekend. You know, maybe that'll uh, you know give them a jolt. And you know, the offense has been inconsistent. We've seen a lot of guys on base, but they haven't been able to come in. And you know, if you look at what's happened in the last seven games or so since they made the change, sent Jordan Walker down. Uh, the outfielders haven't stepped up. Dylan Carlson has an OPS of 724 in that time, which is okay, but Burleson, 588, Nupar, 477, O'Neal, 347, and those aren't batting averages. Those are OPSs. The outfield just isn't delivering production, and You know, Goldschmidt has been consistent. Arnato's finally starting to show some life. But the outfield's basically been a black hole this season.
0: And when you look at the outfield and where they could get help internally, you think about Jordan Walker and you think about Juan Yepes. How have those two fared here in the last week or so down at Memphis? Uh,
1: Jordan Walker is off to a very slow start in AAA. And, you know, it's a big adjustment for him. Obviously, there's probably some pretty significant disappointment, you know, getting sent down after, what, about 20 games. Uh, He's uh, three for 19. Team at Memphis with a home run, so I've got a lot of work to do yet for Jordan Walker. Juan Yepes, I would say, has been good but not great. OPS 785, three home runs, 14 RBI, and 16 games. But, you know, bringing up Yepes, you know, would mean that they would have to, again, open up play in the outfield. And, you know, the word we got seven games ago was they wanted to get clarity among the guys they have. Uh, But, you know, at some point in time, they're going to have to, you know, make another call. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is just, you know, having an awful season. Uh, You know, Nupar would be ideally your fourth guy if everybody were hitting all cylinders. And, you know, Burleson has some holes in his game as well. So, and of course, Carlson, you know, really your only legitimate center fielder. So the Cardinals really don't have a lot of good options right now.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you just bring these guys up, don't you, Brian, just to give them a jolt for the Major League Club and just see what happens.
1: Yeah, you know, Taylor Motter was the big move that they made, you know, bringing him back, and, you know, in the seven games since then, we've never seen him. He's been on the bench and he even made a plate appearance. So, you know, again, that's a head scratcher. I, I guess, you know, having Taylor Motter has no expectations of playing time, whereas if they brought Juan Yepes up, You know, they would have to work him into the rotation, and they're trying to sort out the O'Neal, you know, get O'Neal right and get Carlson going and figure out whether Burleson is a starter or a reserve. And, you know, the challenge is, you know, they're losing games in the meantime.
0: Absolutely. Now, you think about pitching, and we talked about it. The pitching has struggled as well for the Cardinals Matthew Libertor is the name that is talked about a lot. So Libertor has shown signs of being better this year at AAA. Looks like Steven Matz is going to get another start. So barring an injury, the return of Wayno, Libertor stays at least primarily as a starter down in Memphis. So how has he fared so far? I know a lot of fans are curious about his year down in Memphis.
1: Yeah, Matthew Libertor has made six starts in Memphis, and uh, three of those starts uh, were shut out appearances. Now, you know, he's going five or six innings. He's not going as longest he went with seven, but still uh, his last time out, he went uh, six innings, three hits, Uh, nine strikeouts, three walks. Very nice, very nice, strong outing. Now, they've given him a couple extra days this week, um, you know, uh, rather than every fifth day. Now he's going to go seven days. And, you know, part of that may be positioning him for the future. Part of it may be giving him a breather after, uh, 38 strikeouts in 28 and two thirds innings. So, you know, when the Cardinals decide they do need another starter, certainly Matthew Libertor has shown improvement this year and deserves another chance and he'll get it.
0: Now, one of the guys that kind of surprised me by being uh, sent back to Memphis, but I do understand it, to extend him potentially as a starter, is Zach Thompson. What did you think about that move?
1: I was kind of surprised, to be honest with you. Zach Thompson, I mean, you go back to spring training, and yeah, it's spring training, but he he pitched in 11 games in spring training, didn't allow a run. Uh, his first eight appearances out of the bullpen this season, again, no runs against him. Now, on the road trip, everything flipped. All three times uh, Zach Thompson pitched on that on that. A terrible 2-8 road trip, runs were scored against him multiples a couple of times. So, Zach Thompson hit a bump in the road, but, you know, three bad games, it was kind of surprising to see him sit down. But again, it kind of is woven into this larger fabric of pitching, dip, starting pitching depth. Zach Thompson was always a starter in the minors, um, had sort of been paired with Libertor as they moved up together, but the Cardinals had a need in the pen last season, put um, Zach Thompson in, and he did a good job from the left side, but now they 're seeing Kennesi 's Cabrera more stable from the left side Uh, jojo romero's up so there's not as much pressure for thompson to necessarily stay in the rotation so they made the decision to send him down to memphis and have him start again and you know build his innings back up and whether he's in the you know mix for starts later this season or next year you know we've also talked about over time dan you know the fact that the uh, contract situation among the rotation is such that they're going to have some openings next year and they want to have zach thompson in a position he can compete with libertor and others for those potential openings
0: yeah I think it's close to eighty million off the books in the rotation. Does that sound about right to you?
1: I haven't looked at the numbers, Dan, but you know, it's it's big. Obviously, uh Wainwright, you know, will will uh, you know, probably reach the end of his career unless he makes another turnaround. And uh, you know, Jordan Montgomery is scheduled to leave as a free agent. So, you know, you've really got Michaelis and Jack Flaherty of course is also going to be a free agent. So, you know, there'll be significant turnover in the rotation year to year, but you know, I don't think the Cardinals are throwing in the towel yet on 2023.
0: Not yet. So, one of the things that you do at thecardinalnation.com, I love it, is looking at the award winners as we turn the page and the calendar from April to May. So, maybe explain to fans what you do at thecardinalnation.com and some of those award winners.
1: Yeah, you know, it's something that I've always done over time, and you know, looked at the the top players of the month and the top pitchers each month, and I go through a thought process where I analyze the stats and look at the results, regardless of the age of the player regardless of what level he's at I mean those are factors that we use in prospect ranking but for the month of April the numbers are the numbers and every player it has an opportunity to compete at his level and so um, on the hitting side Luke and Baker the big first baseman at Memphis um, ten home runs 22 RBIs in 26 games 1165 OPS just a tremendous month for Luke and Baker and Memphis Redbirds are in first place and playing very good baseball But also Chandler Redmond down at Springfield, uh, first baseman, 23 RBI in just 19 games, uh, eight home runs for Chandler Redmond. So, you know, a really nice contribution at Memphis. And then there's young guys who we never heard of who maybe aren't prospects yet. Uh, Michael Curial, an infielder at Palm Beach, 981 OPS. So there are some players that are, you know, contributing very well across the system and maybe some names you haven't heard of. So in the case of this, I came up with, uh, I think, 10 finalists and laid out their stats and talked about the pros and cons of each with Lucas. Baker are player of the month.
0: Luke and Baker. The only problem with him is that there's a guy named Goldschmidt, and he's the MVP, and he plays first base in the major leagues. DH, you'd say, well, is there a chance there? Nah, it's tough because Nolan Gorman has had a pretty good start to his uh, second season in the big leagues, and Luke and Baker, the only position he plays is first base, so he's blocked a little bit. If you're thinking about bringing him up to the major leagues,
1: yeah, and that's a that's a challenge for Luke and Baker. But he'll get his opportunity in the major leagues, whether it's with the Cardinals or or somewhere else. But you know, he's a big man; uh, he's not going to be a corner outfielder, and so you know, his opportunity, as you said, is either first base or DH. And as we've seen, the way the Cardinals lineup is constructed they have a lot of players that they need to move around and use that designated hitter position so they're reluctant to take that and just give it to one player now you know Albert Pujols was was an exception last year but you know in that case obviously we were talking about a Hall of Famer so you know, Luke and Baker continues to hit the ball. Well, and he's really the anchor of that Memphis lineup uh, that, as I said, is in, is in uh, first place this year.
0: How about robotic umps and they're coming to the minor leagues have been in the minor leagues in certain spots. And the Cardinals organization uh, has seen that uh, already here in 2023.
1: Yeah. Even in 2022, there were, there was testing done in the Florida state league because those ballparks, of course, are major league spring training parks. So they could have the technology there. And there was, Testing of multiple systems, um, but you know basically the key is an automated system using a computer-generated strike zone is is setting the balls and strikes, and that uh, information is relayed immediately to the home plate umpire who makes the call appropriately. So and now Memphis has that technology, so it'll be used uh, in Triple A. And what they'll do is the first three games of every six-game series each week, all the balls and strikes will be called by the new system. Now. And that's it. Whatever that, whatever the system calls is it. No beef. But the final three games of each series, they'll have a challenge system. And this is something they used in the Florida State League last year, where either the batter and the, or the pitcher catcher can, um, um, basically challenge. And if they get three challenges a game, and if a challenge is successful, they get another challenge. But once their three challenges are used up, then they're done. And so, what they learned in the Florida State League is that the players have to be disciplined, not to burn up all the challenges early in the game or in non-important situations, uh, because you know because otherwise they lose out. Now, the other thing that's neat about this is that uh, at AutoZone Park, when they're using this system, there'll actually be a replay up on the scoreboard with the box. So everybody can see the call that was made by the system and show the ball, you know, within that, within that box. So it's going to cause less beefs, less arguments because the picture tells a thousand words, so to
0: speak. Absolutely. Cardinals Hall of Fame. No surprise for me, David Freeze. I love to see Jose Okendo get in there. Hal Lanier gets in there. So pretty nice class. The ninth class of the Cardinals Hall of Fame coming up.
1: Yes. Yeah, so there were some great, you know, there's some great uh, uh, candidates this year on the ballot, uh, but certainly, you know, the the moments that David Fries has provided Cardinals fans, it was obvious that he was going to, to be the selection this year. And, you know, it's again, it's a great, you know, a, a great um, indication of the, of what he meant to fans. But Joaquin Andohar, Steve Carlton, Matt Morris, Edgar Renneria, those guys will probably go on the ballot next year, and, and you know, they get another chance. And as you said, Jose Aquendo has just... You know, given half a decade of his life to the organization, first as a player, then, of course, a longtime third base coach in the minor leagues. And now is, you know, highly, highly, uh, highly respected for his instructional um, skills that he imparts in the minor league system, both with the infielders, also base running, hitting. You know, he's really, really a, a great guy to have sort of like this generation's George Kissel, so to speak.
0: Absolutely. Good way to put it. All right, Brian, let's wrap it up with this. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com?
1: Well, we continue to have our weekly um, reports from our minor league affiliates. Now we're at four weeks into the minor league season, so we're getting all the happenings that's occurring at each level of the system uh, with the top players and the prospects. Uh, who are going on? We recap every morning, uh, every game across the system, as well as all the transactions that occur across the system, what they mean for those players and others. So we really try to keep on top of what's happening uh, in the St. Louis Cardinal system on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, you do, and you're staying busy. Hey, Brian, thanks for always being flexible with the schedule, and we'll catch you up next week. Talk to you then, Dan.